Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard, coming to you from London this week. Ooh, and I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital, back here holding it down in Los Angeles. Hello, Katie. Did you have a Super Bowl-tastic weekend? You know I did. And uh, we, of course, are going to get all into the halftime talk in just a second because, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we are in the nexus of three of the biggest entertainment events of the year, the Grammy Awards, the Super Bowl Halftime Show, and the Academy Awards. And we've got news about all three. Plus, we have a really great interview with Grammy Award winner and Billboard chart topper Megan Trainer, who just dropped her new album, Treat Myself. So stick around for that in just a bit. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider, and if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. Okay, first, let's get into some chart news, and it is Grammy-related. On the Billboard 200 Albums chart, it's a pretty quiet week in terms of debuts, as not a single album bows in the top 10. But there is some movement in the region, as Roddy Rich's Please Excuse Me for Being Antisocial returns to number one for a third week, while Billie Eilish's When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? rises from number 10 to number three after her big night at the January 26th Grammy Awards. Uh, Eilish won five Grammys this year, including Album of the Year for When We All Fall Asleep, and the album posts a 77% increase in equivalent album units earned in the week ending January 30th, according to Nielsen Music, uh, and the album earned 62,000 units uh, for the week. Over on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart, while Roddy Rich's The Box clocks a fourth straight week at number one, friend of the podcast Dua Lipa gets her second top 10, as Don't Start Now rises 15 to nine with gains in sales, streams, and airplay. Uh, Now Dua previously hit the top 10 back in 2018 with New Rules, uh, which peaked at number six. Uh, meanwhile, uh, also in the top 10, Billie Eilish's Everything I Wanted jumps 23 to 10 after the premiere of its official proper music video on January 23rd. Now, this isn't actually a new peak for the track, um, as it has so far peaked at number 8 back in November, shortly after its initial release. Uh, next up, let's talk about the February 2nd Super Bowl halftime show starring Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. I don't know why I'm doing that voice. (laughs) Um, It was a pretty razzle-dazzle show with an army of backing dancers, so many hips that didn't lie, uh, special guests in the form of Jave Balvin and Bad Bunny and more. Uh, Katie, what did you think about this all-Latin double diva team-up? I mean, I thought it was just super fun from top to bottom, and I... I know I think I said this on the podcast previously, but, you know, I was sort of surprised when it was announced as this co-build show between Shakira and J-Lo because I guess you guys all know how I worship the ground J-Lo walks walks on and kind of thought she deserved to have, like, her own halftime show. And it seemed like 
they sort of acknowledge that in the sense that like Shakira was sort of the opening act for the entire halftime show and then J-Lo sort of got the main slot and then they came back together to have you know this beautiful sisterly Latina love um, display and I thought they played that just perfectly and I also thought it just played to both of their strengths so perfectly. The fact that we got to see Shakira on guitar and drums and doing these Colombian dances that, you know, she was introducing to much of America. And then JLo, of course, just bringing the Vegas of it all to the stage. I mean, I just to me, like after maybe a little bit of a quiet halftime show last year, sorry, Maroon 5. I really enjoyed just the hype and the fun and the, as you said, razzle-dazzle of this entire thing. What about you, Keith? Um, I I I thought it was great. Um, you know, I thought it was interesting how they kind of dealt with having two headliners. Um, I was hoping for more interaction between them, but I thought the way they did it um, was well done. And the fact they both got sort of kind of an equal amount of time to shine on their own yeah. before coming together. And I was really happy to see them actually together on stage at the end performing together. I thought that was really important to do. Well, and I'm pretty sure I saw on Billboard.com that it's already led to a, a sales jump for their songs. Is that true, Chartmaster Keith? Funny enough, I happened to write that story. <laughs> Thanks for the shout out. Um, yeah, according to initial sales reports to Nielsen Music, uh, MRC Data, the collected songs performed during the halftime show earned a 1,013 sales, uh, 1,013% sales increase on February 2nd, the day of the big game. Um, and they sold a total of 16,000 downloads uh, in the U.S. And that's up from just 1,000 on the day previous. Um, we're looking into um, more gains uh, or, or, more, or more reporting on the gains for JLo and Shakira. Um, so stay tuned to Billboard.com in the coming days. Uh, and hopefully you'll see uh, more stories about that. And, you know, not that I want to move on from JLo, but finally, this Sunday, February 9th, is the Academy Awards. And while JLo is sadly not nominated for an Oscar for Hustlers, even though she was widely predicted that she would be, well, I'm over it. I'm totally over it. We're not going to let this go, I swear. But um, there will be many musicians and musical moments to be seen at the Oscars this year. That's right. As of Monday, uh, when we're recording the show, uh, Billie Eilish, uh, speaking of Billie Eilish earlier in the show, she is slated to give uh, what the Oscar producers are calling a special performance of what we do not know. Uh, so another reason to tune in. Um, and all five of the songs that are nominated for Best Original Song this year will also be performed. And uh, on hand to perform those tunes are... Cynthia Erivo, who's performing Stand Up from Harriet. Elton John performing I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocket Man. Adina Menzel and Aurora performing Into the Unknown from Frozen 2. Chrissy Metz performing I'm Standing With You from Breakthrough. And Randy Newman performing I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away from Toy Story 4. So in addition to Billie Eilish and the five nominated song performances, the show will also feature a special appearance by Questlove of The Roots and Jimmy Fallon's band, of course, and a guest-conducted segment by Emer Noon, who is the first woman to ever conduct during an Oscars telecast. So looking at the nominees this year, who is likely to win the Oscar for Best Original Song? Um... 
of course, you've heard us reference our awards editor, Paul Grine, in the past. He His pick for this uh, award is Elton John and Bernie Taupin for I'm Gonna Love Me Again. And so does Scott Feinberg, who is the awards columnist at our sister publication, The Hollywood Reporter. And, of course, they also won the Golden Globe for this song as well. So tune in on Sunday on uh, ABC on February 9th and uh, find out if... Uh, uh, our two awards experts were right or wrong. Hey, <laughs> who knows? And now it's time for our interview with Megan Trainer, the chart-topping singer-songwriter who blasted onto the music scene in 2014 with her Billboard Hot 100 number one hit, All About That Bass, joins us to discuss her brand new album, Treat Myself, which is amazingly her first full-length album in three and a half years. She's joined on the new set, which she calls fun, emotional, and dancey, by special guests such as Nicki Minaj and the Pussycat Dolls. And uh, we dive in deep in our chat about how those collaborations came out. Uh, Don't you worry. Um, She also says that she wants people who listen to the album to think that they're not alone and they're allowed to be happy and that life is awesome and we only get this one chance and this is it, so live it up, says Megan. Uh, so take a listen to our interview with Megan Trainer. Welcome back to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast, Megan Trainer. Woo! How are you? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm dandy. Yas dandy. <laughs> yes, queen. Work dandy. <laughs> um, okay, so you have a brand new album yeah. called Treat Myself. Um, very excited. So excited. So excited. It's been years. It's yeah. Been, it has. It actually has been years. It's been a moment, as, I, as I'm as i saying in my um, notes here. Um, you know, your last album, Thank You, came out back in May of 2016. Um, so much has happened since then. Like, you got married. Um, do you feel like a, like a totally different person since making the last album? Um, you know, it's just so much has changed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a wifey. You're a wifey. I'm a wife now. I have a husband. I have four dogs now. I, uh, oh, so, I thought you were going to say, like, I have four kids. I'm like, did I miss no, yeah. the, no- the I have note? four children. Uh, no, <laughs> it's amazing. I, so much has changed. Yeah, I mean, they're my babies. But, yeah, so much has changed. I'm a, ho- I'm a h- way different person uh, in the best ways. Yeah, I'm much happier. Much happier. Yeah. And we can, and it, it can, can, do you think people can hear that on the, on the new album? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I always like love to. My dad taught me there's too many slow songs in the world. So I, I always love to write party pop, awesome, fun songs, even if it's like a ballad. I want it to make you smile. But um, the album's fun, I would say. <laughs> it's fun, emotional and dancey. Looking at the track list, you know, um, I, I, I mean, there are some kind of like pumpy little jams towards the end. And I want to address some of them in, in a Yum. moment. But, you know, it seems like there's a lot of kind of confessionally personal moments on the album. I don't want to read too much into lyrics, but it does seem like if you listen closely, you're like, I'm getting some like, I'm getting some tea. I'm getting some like, you know, serious like moments with Megan vibes. Yeah. Should, should people be listening to that and kind of reading into it? Or are you trying to make it kind of like a more of a universal kind of message to folks? I mean, I always take my personal things and try to connect it with like a stranger across the world yeah. as a songwriter. I think that's just so cool. Like yeah. a superpower of like, I don't know. It's awesome. So yeah, I do that. But a lot of this is like baby girl. Is I was going to say, I was, that was one I noted. It's that like, one's just all my insecurities put into a song. But I mean, you have a lyric that says, baby girl, don't give up yet. Practice, yeah. patience, hold your breath. This is not your curtain call. Yeah. 
did you think like girls is my curtain call or like is it, it more just so good it's like a motivational it? mantra well yeah it, i try to hit everything i feel like uh insecure about like um me as an artist or my voice or my outfits or my looks or and anything and like will i ever find love it was like any of those moments in my life i try to put that in a three minute song and that was very difficult to do and when we finally figured out, I was like, Baby Girl is a song I've always wanted since I was like eight years old to hear. And and I finally unlocked the code and figured it out. And so that one's very special to me. I'm wondering, you know, what do you want listeners to take away from the album? What do you want them to kind of learn or feel or when they're done? What, what are you hoping people think? That they're not alone and they're allowed to be happy and that life is awesome and we only get one we only get this one chance and this is it so like live it up live it up live it up that is the, the, the message from megan for this album live it up while you can yeah people how you getting that ball is it from god did you work real hard okay i want to get to a specific song on the album that i lost my marbles Ooh, with really Yes. Um, so wow. when I got the uh, watermarked album yeah. and I open up the track list, I see something that says featuring PCD. Oh. And Duh. I was like, is this the Pussycat Dolls or some rapper named PCD that I haven't heard about yet? <laughs> and I listen. I'm like, no, oh my God, that's Nicole Scherzinger's voice. Yeah. Okay. So we have to talk about genetics featuring the okay. Pussycat Dolls. Walk me through this. How did it come together? You must have recorded this in Top Secret before they announced the reunion. Tell me everything. It was. I made friends with Nicole, and uh, I I wrote this song with Mike Sabbath and Justin Tranter. Yas, Shut up, guy. Justin. Yeah, that was the first song I wrote with Justin Tranter. Literally, we just had in Justin in for no the way. podcast like last week. Why do you worship him? He's so talented. He's, He's so he, good. I mean, you, you, oh. you probably like never get any work done with Justin. He's just sitting there like just chit chatting and having like a cocktail. But anyway, go I ahead. mean, yeah, we're both fast, so we like we're fast writers. But I had this chorus for genetics because everyone was like trying to. The label didn't approve any of my songs yet, and they're like, "Keep writing," and I was like, "They just want another all about the bass." So. I was like, what's another way of saying that? And I'm like, my genetics are pretty awesome. And I was like, oh, oh okay. Oh. And then in the shower, I was like, how you get that bod, bod? Uh, is it from God, God? And I <laughs> walked in with this chorus, and I was kind of embarrassed. that I thought it was, like, too cool for me. And I was like, I don't know, guys. What do you think? And they loved it. And then we were all freaking out, like, wait, this is the coolest song ever. Like, we have to get, we have to write more songs together, and we have to get someone awesome on it. And then I made friends with Nicole, and I sent it to her. I just texted it to her. And I'll never forget the voice note she sent back. Mm. And she was screaming. It was like, this song is such a smash. Like, I love this. And I heard rumors that the Pussycat Dolls were getting back together, but I wasn't sure. You heard rum- you you talked to Nicole, but you heard rumors, but you didn't know. Well, before know. this, yeah, before okay. the text, I was like, um, I, th- I was hearing from, you know, like managers and labels and stuff. I'm like, are the Pussycat Dolls calling back together? Like, is this a real thing? Because I grew up and I watching them. I loved them. I saw them in concert. Like, I was a fan and still am. So I recorded it with her. Like, if, if it's not going to be Pussycat Dolls, I'll have featuring Nicole. Right. Like, I love her. Cause, and she killed it. She The vocal was too easy for her. She had no sleep the night before, and she sang like she was ready to do a whole Broadway show. You guys sound great on the track. Thank you. Together. I That's mean, her. And she came with ideas. Like, um, usually you're like, sing this, and they're like, great. She was like, 
we should have a, a riff off battle. And I was like, excuse oh, okay. me, no, what? Uh -huh. She's like, she's like, well, yeah, I'll just hit these high notes and you follow me. And I was like, I don't just hit high notes. Like I, it's hard for well, me to do, get up there. But, yeah. No, it's like very difficult. She's like, oh, I could do this in my sleep and just started right. wailing. And I was like, wait, but um, she had amazing ideas and it really brought the song to a whole next level. And I was like, I'm saving this for my album. And if it's true that they are coming back together, we can put pussycat dolls. And I uh -huh. even made her say in the song, pussycat. Well, yeah. When, when, when we were listening, I was just like, this is Nicole. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, pussycat. I'm like, oh my God. Did you hear it? Yes. It's a little wink, but some people don't hear it. It's a huge wink. I'm like, did you hear right there? She said, pussycat. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Who you gonna call when you ain't got the. Uh, me and Megan run up in the spot like. Uh, I pop off cause I am the rain. Nice to meet you. It's quite confessional in, when I hear it in a way. Yeah. I mean, why, why is this track important to you? Nice to meet you is so important to me. Um, because it's one of my, I don't know, my anthems that I love writing. That's like, I am who I am and that's it. I'm not going to change it for anybody else. And I love the way I am. And I knew that this was going to be a single because I brought it into the label as a rough demo, which you don't do. That's rule number one. You don't do that. And I did it and was like, just here past this demo. And the, all of Epic Records was like, oh my God, this one. And I was like, I knew it was good. Like, I knew this is the flame that I need. And it's kind of like a relative to my song, No. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the special part about this song that I haven't got to talk about until right now is that it is featuring Nicki Minaj. And that's like the coolest thing of all times. I'm so <laughs> lame. Dude, I got Nicki Minaj. And I worshipped her since I was like, what, in middle school? Like, I love her. I love her talent. She's actually the most talented songwriter, I feel like, especially a woman in this, in this hip-hop world. Like, her lyrics. There's so many talented artists, but the way Nicki like brings the quirkiness and brings the I'm a boss and yeah. uh, let me explain why in full detail. Yeah, let me tell you all the lore details. Yeah, about one points one through Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's why. Like she put, she put this phrase in this song that like she took this to a I'm a boss level. Mm -hmm. Like this song was just like I'm really confident. And this is who I am. And she was like, No, I run a company and I'm the CEO and I'm a boss, and that's how Megan is too. And I was like, yup, we in this together. Like, <laughs> You're like, yep, yep, me too. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, same. Uh, so, And it makes me feel like it turned the song to a whole different level, and it, it's just like the coolest thing that's ever, I can't believe she did that for me, and that was, it was really awesome was to be a, supported like that by awesome legends. Was that like an easy ask to do? Uh, you just like, how do I get a hold of Nikki? No, you know what happened? Actually, I I did get a I, I had a nice plug. I had a good in, but my manager started, my manager's family started managing her. Uh -huh. So I was like, hey. hey. But they also marriage, uh, marriage. They also manage Harry Styles, and that I'll never get that. He's too cool, yeah, but and know. he doesn't do a lot of features. <laughs> but know. I'm always like, hey, hey. Harry. <laughs> I can't, I can't but sing, I can't <laughs> sing Harry Styles' name just quite the way you can. Harry, it's just Harry. like a weird. <laughs> yeah, I'll take vocal lessons yeah. with Megan Trainer. Nikki was on the team, and I was like, okay, we could try this, right? And um, I just always expect nothing. So when it happens, I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> um, you know, 
I feel like a really great way to sort of wrap this conversation is to kind of think back to when you first kind of burst through with All About That Bass. And when you think about everything that has happened since then, what do you feel like is one incredible thing that you've learned about yourself as an artist? Giving you an Jesus. Oprah question. It's a total Oprah question, I realize. Oh my God. Okay, wait. Since All About the Bass to now. Yeah, basically, you know, since. What have know, I learned as an artist? Yeah, about yourself as an artist. I mean, it's been like the a little over five years, basically. Yeah, my dad said after five years, you'll figure this out. Did you figure it out yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Dad, I'm just beginning. I don't know what's going on. Um, I think like, you know how they say life, and you can't see it, but with my hand, I'm going up and down like, like this. Wavy Everyone's like, your career will go up and down like this, and that's very real. And I, I'm so like critical on myself, and I've learned to let go of that a little bit. And um, I was never, I didn't grow up studying the charts and studying like awards and all that. And when it was just thrown at me with all about the bass, I was like, wow, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. And after that, I was so rattled. I was like, where's all the, where's the other number ones? Where's all the rest of the greatness? And I was like, oh, I, I got to do this all over again. Like I got to start fresh and reintroduce myself into the world and going through that was weird uh, especially because I was so young still and I was falling in love and uh, I was like helping my family out and I think I, I want to say that nowadays I realize that I am allowed to be myself and I look cooler and I feel cooler and um I am cooler when I just listen to my gut and listen to myself. And that's been a hard lesson. Yeah. You know, and they're like, you have the right to speak up and say, I don't want to wear this or I don't want to yeah. sing this song or do the, like, being a songwriter is the best part of my whole job because I get I get to say, oh, I wrote these words and that's my favorite jam. Right. And that's the only thing I feel like I had for a while. But now I'm like, this is who I want to do my glam, and this is what I want to wear. I want to look, like, as confident and happy as I feel. And I, when that whole package is there and you really know who you are and what you look like and how you feel in the inside, like, it's everything. And it makes this job so much more fun. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's the best. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Um, I hope everyone gets to listen to the album go stream it now go buy it go listen yeah go listen please go, go do it <laughs> go do it i have amazing features on here don't forget lennon stella sasha AJ sloan are on here aj mitchell cavalcade Mike Sabbath. beautiful people and brilliant people <laughs> yeah they're everyone. awesome and just great songwriters and awesome artists and awesome people thank you so much megan thank you Thank you so much, Megan. Uh, go check out her new album, Treat Myself. Uh, and I can't tell you how great it was to sit down with her uh, for this interview. And now, it's time for the Chart Stat of the Week. Yes. Me again. 25 years ago this week, the R&B hip-hop trio of TLC was riding high on the Billboard Hot 100 chart with their first number one hit, creep. 
The song hit number one on the list dated January 28, 1995, and spent four weeks atop the list. The group later reached the top with Waterfalls, No Scrubs, and Unpretty. Uh, so there you have it, just a quick little flashback to I Can't Believe It Was 25 Years Ago, uh, when Creep crept its way to number one on the Hot 100, becoming TLC's first of four number one singles. Okay, Katie, we have reached the end of our show. Uh, what are you most looking forward to at the Academy Awards this Sunday? Oh, man. Well, I'm looking forward to the fact that I'm not working during it. <laughs> Because I put in my time at the Oscars and Super Bowl. So I get to just watch it like a fan, which is kind of incredible. Um, But it feels like I also need to watch about 90 movies to like enjoy the show before Sunday. So we'll see if that happens. Yeah, I'm I'm looking (laughs) forward to all the music performances. I'm looking forward to seeing what Billy does. Um, I mean, are they going to make her do the In Memoriam segment? I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, What song should we go out on? You pick. <laughs> I've Had the Time of My Life by Bill Medley and Jennifer Warnes, uh, an Oscar winner from the film Dirty Dancing. Yay. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.